1: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team team. every day. day, day, day.
2: We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. Yeah, I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, (laughs) I never really liked Chris. Really, anybody at the media at all. Everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But, but No, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris.
0: Happy New Year, Redskins fans. We welcome you aboard to the first edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast for the 2019 year. Unfortunately, some fan bases get to enjoy and look ahead to the playoffs at this time of the year for the Redskins and the fan base. It is a time to reflect and look and try and fix what is broken, and there are many things to do. One man cannot fix everything. I know that for sure. One man cannot solve all the problems so when I am in need of a little closer, a little fireballer out of the bullpen, I call on my colleague and my pal, Earl Forcey, a legendary voice in D.C. radio and D.C. sports. He's been covering the Redskins and other D.C. teams for a long time. You've heard him here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. and He's nice enough to join us. Happy New Year. Yeah, Earl, happy how are new you,
2: year, pal? And look, um, you know, hopefully this new year is not the same as the old year but it's kind of getting off to that kind of start already. Yeah,
0: isn't it? there we say this every year though, right? At, at this time of the year, I mean with limited exception and then the times that they actually surprise us and make a magic carpet ride, we look, we actually have some anticipation towards the next year and then it often goes down at a absolute, you know, like sometimes it's okay. I guess the last time they won the division, they did finish 8-7 and won the next year and had a chance, obviously, to make the playoffs. So I shouldn't say it's always that case, but it always seems like when you get your hopes up that things are starting to move in the right direction for the Redskins, boom, you get a smack in the face. all of a
2: sudden, same old again. Yeah. So here's where we are right now, starting the new year. We ended the season yep. with that dismal effort oh. against Philadelphia, a sea of green, yep. fly eagles fly at FedEx Field. <laughs> Nate Sudfeld, that, that bad former Redskins
0: draft pick. And
2: then we come into the new year and all these changes are made around the NFL. Not saying that it should happen right. in D.C., but it's kind of just, it was very quiet. Crickets yeah. chirping out in Ashburn, even though Jay Gruden stepped to the podium for his season-ending presser, kind of, and I think the Post put it best in their headline, an awkward season-ending yeah. press conference uh-huh. because... The reports have been for a week or two now. Jay Gruden's safe. Didn't matter what happened in the season finale. Who knows? The optics were really bad. They were. On Sunday. They were. And probably, I think a lot of fans were hoping, I would just want this thing to end so badly that you can't help but make changes. I don't know if that's the case, but it wasn't really good. I mean, it was probably worse than many people expected as far as that scene A de facto home game for Philadelphia. Now, it's happened in the past with Pittsburgh and these bad showings at the Kansas City game when no one was there. But if that scene Sunday doesn't sum up what's happened to the Redskins now this second half of the season and where they are right now, uh, year five under Jake Rudin, back-to-back seven and nines, kind of same old, same old sub-500 coach. And I think that's part of the awkward nature of what happened in the presser. He may have a feeling what's going to happen and may not have been given the actual pat on the back. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're ready to go. Who knows about that? And if you believe him, he hasn't been quite given that, right. You know, mano, a mano word from Dan Snyder. We're moving on, you know, status quo. However, he is a football lifer. And I brought this up in our um, show on, on Sunday before the, in the pregame with Andy Poland, this is a guy that's been around football all his life and he knows, look look what's happening around the NFL. You get yeah. one year now as a head coach. He knows he's not even close to a 500 coach over five years. And no matter what you've been told or what you think, Chris, that those guys don't survive a lot. This is not an automatic, yeah, I'm back next season. He, I think he deep down as a football guy and a football coach kind of knows – and maybe he doesn't know everything yet.
0: No, and that's fair. He, he isn't hundred during his five-year tenure. But over the last four years, which I think is a large enough sample size to judge him, 2015, 16, 17, and 18, he is right at five hundred, maybe a game under or, yep. or a game over or whatever it is. So, essentially, he is what he is. Now, plenty of coaches, again, get fired. Look at what Tennessee did last year. They, they won a playoff game in Kansas City, and they still— made a head coaching change to Mike Vrabel, and now you could say, well, that didn't work because Tennessee lost at home to Indianapolis on Sunday. So if that can happen, and if Steve Wilkes in Arizona, as you point out, now you know guys get fired after a year, if all of that can ha- anything can happen. Now, there are reports that Dan Snyder met deep into the night at FedEx Field, something that I used to see him do all the time with his henchmen, You know, at the end of regular seasons, when things were really bad, when things were not so bad, but we made them out to be probably worse than they are after bad losses, after good wins, after indifferent losses. But there's a report that, again, he stayed at FedEx Field till two o'clock in the morning. Now, I should caution you. It's not like, you know, when we go to a bar Earl. And we go out at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then we stay out until 2 or 3 in the morning, and then we have to find an Uber or a taxi, and we go stumbling out. You know, he's got so many people around him. He's got limousines. He's got private jets and all that. So it doesn't matter. And it's his place. Necess- so, it's, exactly. So, you know, everybody's there. It, it, so it's his bar. Wraps up. It's, right. it, it's yeah. his bar, and yeah. everybody comes to him. But according to reports, and uh, there's this Twitter account, just in, in, in fairness— at Burgundy blog, he's reporting. I have no idea who he's talked to and so but I I I largely believe it, that Chris Cooley was involved uh, for at least an hour in this meeting. That we know Joe Gibbs was in the house on Sunday, and I was told by one of my sources that Joe Gibbs was not there just because it was the final home game and to say hello. Now I don't know what exactly that means. Like I was told, he was definitely brought in to give his opinion. His advice, his consult, does that lead to something further down the line? We know Cooley is a employee of the Washington Redskins, a former player whose opinion is very, um, very much valued. And now that Cooley's not doing a daily radio show, they feel like they can protect him and hide him better, so that he's not disseminating information on the radio like he has. So the bottom line is, is it's pretty clear. That Dan knows something is majorly broken. I don't know if Bruce knows things are majorly broken, but something is going on. So I guess I would just wrap up this part of my dissertation by asking you, is it a surprise to you that right now, as we record this on New Year's Day, Tuesday afternoon at around three o'clock Eastern time, that nobody's been fired? And no, nobody's been fired. No, no we didn't departures. Hasty nothing.
2: Reactions. Okay, from this, and the reality is, twenty-five percent of the league is going to change coaches, yes. and it not the, exactly the most desirable situation here. Am I surprised if there was that big carrot being dangled, the, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? And there still could be. We don't know about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, the Jets were supposed to be in on this. Uh, you know, reports for a couple of weeks. They say now the report. New York Mike Daily McCarthy. News early in the week that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, to me, that's the only way you make a change. If you've got, and Dan Snyder's done it before, with the big splash hire, the big name, the big headliner, I don't know if that person's out there. That, and those people are limited. It's either one of the old big-name recycle coaches, more I'm thinking guys like Harbaugh and Saban. And they're not, that's not going to happen if not this year, maybe ever. Uh, for them. So, no, that doesn't surprise me that the move hasn't been made because it's it, that would be change for the sake of change. Then what, what about do you coordinators? do? You don't... What about assistant coaches? Yeah, you huh? had a coordinator who's coaching the L.A. Rams. I mean, that's the thing. You don't – is there a coach in waiting on this team? Well, Kevin O'Connell is the only guy I can think of. It's... I mean, he's highly regarded in both
0: college and the NFL, and to me that's an easy one. No offense to Matt Kavanaugh, right. but I don't know what Matt Kavanaugh does except assist in game planning because he doesn't call plays – and he doesn't work in the traditional offensive coordinator role, despite plenty of experience in that regard. Um, Kevin O'Connell, the quarterback's coach, almost left for Chip Kelly in UCLA last offseason. He's highly regarded, again, in both college and the NFL. I heard that he wants to focus on the NFL more than college football, and I think he can very easily become an offensive coordinator somewhere and calling plays somewhere, especially with all of these new head coaches. So to me, I think the easy move here is for Jay Gruden to at least say, you know, the the defense coordinator I don't think is is cut and dry. To me, I think this is pretty cut and dry. No offense to Matt Kavanaugh, who I'm sure is a nice guy and and does good work and whatever, but he's serving really no discernible purpose. If it's going to cost you Kevin O'Connell... You have to promote that guy, not only promote him to offensive coordinator role, but promote him to play yeah, caller because doing Jay that is not the sake a play of Great maybe play
2: caller. you made a mistake two years ago when you didn't do it with Sean. Well, that's what game. I'm saying. You have so to do whatever a you have to do. So reactionary move but that blows up as well. Yeah, and not really I don't think
0: it. Make. I don't think it's that reactionary. Quite honestly, I mean you have the upward with 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 sean you did not have the upward position to promote him number one number two you are coming off of an eight seven and one season and a quarterback that nearly threw for five thousand yards in that particular year and number three I would also say this. The Redskins terribly underestimated the market for Sean McVay. They thought he would be a head coach at one point. They knew they would lose him. They thought it would come after one more year, not when they did. So I think with Kyle Smith, I think with Kevin O'Connell, they might have to be over-aggressive in terms of promotion so they don't lose these
2: guys. But to not retain Gruden, if that does happen, that would mean that Bruce is not calling the shots. Right, and as far as we know if they now, they don't retain Gruden, right, that there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah. There's new people making those decisions, and that's the all these reports sure. were with Bruce staying in place, Jay Gruden safe. I think that, and that's maybe was a leap of faith from some of these NFL insiders, yeah. thinking you know if he's kind of won the war now, the other guys are out, he had everybody else whacked. That was you know in the organization that was a threat to him, Bruce. I'm talking well, about but, so, but, but I think Jay's going to be safe for another year because. What are you going to do? So if, if you're telling me that could happen, look, if nothing's happened yet, so anything's on the table, I think, at this point, uh, this week or next week, whatever happens, but if that, to me, that happens, I'm going to read between the lines and say that means Bruce has lost some of his power calling the shots on that team.
0: I think Bruce has lost a little bit of juice. I don't think there's any question. I think there was one way that you could have kept Jay Gruden and gotten rid of Bruce Allen from the president of football operations role, and that is to promote Eric Schaefer to president, because my understanding is Eric Schaefer is in favor of and has a good working relationship with Jay Gruden, and so does Kyle Smith. Um, We'll talk about some of the assistant coaches and what that might be. Those situations, we kind of mentioned Kevin O'Connell. We have to talk about Minuski. We have to talk about Jim Tomsula, Bill Callahan. We'll get Earl's opinion on those situations and more. This is the Locked on Redskins podcast uh, 2019 first edition. Good to have you aboard with us as we wrap up the 2018 Redskins season, which ends with a thud at 7 and 9. Earl Forsey joining me here. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard Back in a flash. But first, guys, is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company can be mentioned right here and right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% males and has more education and earning than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast, Locked On Redskins and the Locked On Sports podcast network email me at russellmania09 that's russellmania 9 russellmania nine at gmail.com and i'll get you all the details
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, we are back on the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Earl Forsey joins us for a couple more minutes. Earl, they can follow you, Redskins fans, at Earl Forsey. At Earl Forsey, yeah. right uh, somebody, a...
2: matter of fact, this week who's a big fan of all of us at the station and loves uh, all the... Banter back and Beautiful. forth on Twitter, but a loyal Redskin fan, and he's sticking with them. And we we're you... talking about that for a few minutes. Look, the noise has been made by the hashtag "Fire mm-hmm. Bruce Allen" right. people, right. but that's only one section of the base. Yes. It's a loud, vocal section of the fan base. Now there's still a whole host of fans. It's our business too, Chris. You you don't you usually don't hear when things are good. You hear from the people who are unhappy, who don't like what yep. you do. You, but in fairness, is, is there squeaky a lot wheel. of is
0: there a lot of good to, to feel good about? I mean, you you are suggestion
2: opti- boxes are for people who are unhappy. Right, or something.
0: but you are an optimistic guy by nature. Okay, I, I at least from when a Redskins perspective. Yes,
2: normally no. Okay. I'm pretty much a realist. All right, that's pessimist.
0: but from a Redskins perspective, every time we talk on air, off the air, you are more of the hang on, just like have a little faith. Are you have you lost faith?
2: No, because the NFL is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. We've mm-hmm. seen, what was it, seven different teams in the playoffs mm-hmm. from from a year ago? So you, you go from, and that's where, you know, the tear-it-down, rebuild. NFL is a sport you don't have to do that. And how much do you have to tear down? This was a 6-3 and three team with a two-game lead mm-hmm. more than halfway through the season. Things fell completely apart. You can blame injuries. You can blame everything. You can say that was fool's gold the first half, that they really weren't that good. This is more the norm, not the first half. But the reality was if they'd have won one more of these games down the stretch, if they didn't go one and six down the stretch, if they would have maybe won one more, it would have been enough. Certainly two would have been enough. How far away are they really? Probably further than they think they are, but mm-hmm. probably nowhere near as far away as a lot of these Upset fans, and think I would I would
0: agree with you because that's the message they've got to be disseminating to Dan Snyder, Bruce Jay, whoever is. Look, if we don't wind up with back to back years, the most amount of players in the league with players on IR, I think it was twenty seven two years ago and twenty four or something like that this year, whatever the numbers are, is yeah. most in the in the NFL two consecutive years. Um, the message that wait we're seven and nine with a chance to be eight and eight on the final game of the season and okay things go woefully sideways in both years but we had a chance to be 8 and 8 both years we were 6 and 3 when we were largely healthy we're nowhere near as bad as fans and media think we are you better shape than
2: Detroit who has their yes. quote franchise quarterback Matthew Stafford you're about the same shape record wise and where you finished as the Green Bay Packers with the greatest quarterback talent wise of his era in yeah. Aaron Rodgers so i mean, that's the thing how how bad is it It's probably not – I'm not going to say probably. It is not as bad as the noisemakers or, you know, the the folks who are irate and frustrated, and I understand they want something to change. But, you know, a lot of times when you change, it's not for the better.
0: And I understand that. And that's probably their thought process, too, that if we didn't have so many injuries and if we can just maintain some stability and some steadiness and if we just get a couple of breaks – We'll be nine and seven. We'll be ten and six, and we'll be in the playoffs. And then you never know what. Can Everybody happen. And that's wants Mike be McCarthy their to be their coach. Sure. He
2: was fired yeah, a couple of months Mike ago McCarthy. for failing miserably right. with a team that supposedly right. had the talent right. and I mean, with a superstar quarterback. The, the GM and obviously building, there was friction. The there. GM building things in Cleveland now. How do you get that job? Because he was fired from his other jobs for failing. I mean, yeah. it, and that that's that's the thing with this is it's right place, right time, right situation. I'm not sure the Redskins are in that, and I would say they need some some new blood somewhere, someone to shake things up, but I don't think that it is the, oh, my God, this is going to be an awful team in the pit of misery for 10 years. That a lot of folks think it is, even if it's mismanaged. We've seen mismanaged teams in the NFL, you know, you catch lightning in a bottle. You could say the Redskins have done that a couple of times, at least. I, I think... And again, it's if they're healthy, but we've gone through this for two years, maybe it's a third year, but you've got potentially Darius guys coming back next year, going to be fully healthy. At some point, let's be optimistic. At some point, Alex Smith back. Okay, let's just say he recovers about halfway through the year. He's able to come back. If you could get through the middle, the early portion, likely Colt McCoy now, you're not going to be able to afford anybody. I think what we saw, though, with the Redskins this year, especially in offense, what they did completely, and I think a lot of fans, and I probably bought into it too, what they completely misjudged was how good they were, the weapons on offense. They were, they were putrid. Uh, the Richardson signing because of injury, Paul Richardson, did not work out. Jordan Reed still is not healthy, still is not right. Chris Thompson was not much of a factor. Jameson Crowder. This year. Jamison Crowder until a couple of games at right. the end where he started making plays and you know what slot receivers are making in the free agent yeah. market? Are you going to pay Jamison Crowder twelve million a year, yeah. twelve to fourteen a year? That's what it's going to take. No, Probably um, not. You can't. So, how? And we brought this up the last couple of pregame shows on the fan, Andy and I. At least I brought it up. Everybody wanted to blame Alex Smith. He's not on the same page as as Jay Gruden. He's an aging quarterback. He's limited as to what he can do. How much the other three guys lighted up when he went out? Not a lot. Yeah. Not now a they, but were, basically dealing, they the were dealing. They were dealing with the personnel. well.
0: See, I would I would argue that, you know, that they dealt with even less personnel. I, in some ways, they had guys come back, i.e., Thompson and Crowder, but then they lost Jordan Reed. They they were on left guard number six on the year Ridiculous. instead of you know. So look, I don't think it's completely fair to judge any of these quarterbacks for various different reasons. Um, that played for the Redskins in 2018, but I would say this, and I think that's why this feels worse from my perspective is, A, it's been 27 years since this team was really, really, really sustainably good and relevant and a patriarch of the NFL. There's been a couple of magic carpet rides. There's been a lot of turmoil and dysfunction, which is the other side to what you're talking about. Like, I think people can process that they were 7-9, 8-8, eight eight, unlucky. A lot of players on IR get frustrated and move beyond that, Earl, and have some reason. But there aren't a lot of reasons for optimism. You mentioned one, Geis. We Even don't Geis know anything about the quarterback position. Allen and Payne. On Allen defense. and Payne. But yep. there aren't a lot of reasons no. for optimism. And then the other reason why I think this particularly feels bad is because of the Ruben Foster thing. Every time Doug Williams opens his mouth, Doug Williams puts his foot in it. Bruce Allen hates the media, won't talk to anybody, won't answer any questions, won't give any vision. We know Dan Snyder hates the media, won't talk to anybody, won't give any vision. They set uh, Jay Gruden up to answer questions that he's not equipped. They fire four guys that are trying desperately in the marketing and business operations to reconnect, to revive the fan base, and to find a way to bridge the gap until the team gets sustainable. Okay, I'll say
2: they did it the wrong way. Because you know how you revive the energy and the excitement and the fan base? You win freaking football games. Rooster, you put a quality yes, but it takes product time. It takes time,
0: Earl. You know this. In a disgruntled market, it takes time to revive a dormant or dead group. It wouldn't take long group. with the
2: Redskins. Not I, in this town. I, I, it would not well, take long.
0: Y- you know what? You know what? It, it's going to take though. It's going to take more than pedestrian offense and hanging on by your, the the skin of your teeth. On offense to revive this fan base. I know what you're saying because you were here, you lived, you breathed, and you slept. The it was Redskins. It's the only game in town. I when understand that even but though the bullets exist. But you have to existed, admit it's a different world, Earl. It's a different world, and what I'm saying is it's not that you're, different. You're right. It's not that
2: different. It's still the NFL in general, okay? And it's still the Redskins in DC. Here's
0: my point: they were six and three this year, and almost nobody believed in them and was excited. Right, so what does that tell you? I said that Russell, do it. they were winning
2: when RG three started making the playoff run in twenty twelve, and I even That's brought it up point. doing some shows here toward the end of the season. There was no, there was no buzz, there was no excitement, and I brought it up in twenty twelve. In twenty twelve, toward the end, see, toward I, the see, end I, I dis- where are all the fans? I mean, I, I
0: disagree with that because I, I, I'm not saying it was like it was in nineteen eighty six, Earl. Different era, but twenty twelve. RG3, even when they were for three, the team. And for him there was they were excitement. Three, yes, yes, but, but, but that's not, the point. And, but, but excitement for the quarterback generates excitement and buzz and interest in the team. They don't even have that. They don't have that's star the players. Point. They
2: don't have a guy that's you the can problem. hang your hat on. That's why you can't just town, it's say it's just about Harper, winning. Harper, you know, all these know, guys. But that's why you, you can't, can't deep say deep it's just about winning. How deep you have to go to get to a Redskin? And when you got to a Redskin, who would it be? Right
0: now, it's Jonathan Allen. And there, I I mean, yeah, a lot of people are proud of him and happy for him, and they should be, but he's not Mr. Excitement. Let's put it that way. You got a couple more minutes? Yeah, sure. All right, we got to get to these coaches. One last segment to go here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. My pal Earl Force, who hosts Countdown to Kickoff, a 1067, the fan co-host with me on Overtime. You hear him all over the place at Earl Forcey on Twitter. I'm Chris Russell at WrestleMania 621 at Locked Redskins as well. And at Locked On NFL Net. First Locked On Redskins edition of the new year. All right, Redskins fans, we are back for just a couple of minutes. We're going to run through a couple of assistant coach situations here with Earl Forsey, who joins us for his expert analysis. Greg Minuski, is he back, yes or no?
2: I can't see it. Can you? I don't don't think so. There's a lot of good defensive coordinators out there. Look, if you're trying to change the narrative, and some of these guys, many of them probably that are available, may end up getting head coaching jobs again, but a guy like Todd Bowles, former Redskin, could be out there in the periphery somewhere. Someone, if he doesn't get a top job, you could bring in, I just think, and I don't think it's all Minuski either. I mean the defense did play well for a while. Yep. And in Spurts, you yep. had that lull about four week lull that killed him uh midway through the season. It seems some of the players are okay with what he's done. Yep. But yeah, I mean, if you're not gonna change the head coach, you gotta, you change, gotta some. change something, right. right? And that's the side of the ball. You gotta find yep. uh something to change. And if the GM's not gonna change, if the coach is gonna not gonna change, Who's left? You have it's, to it's, become.
0: What you have to do is you have to become dominant on the defensive yeah. side of the football because you can't count on the offense to be anything Guess more what? than Up pedestrian. Up by
2: ninety five, it's worked pretty well yeah. this year,
0: right? But you can't. You can't count on the offense or no. expect the offense to be anything more than pedestrian in twenty nineteen. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, so Jim Tom Tompsoo is a part of this defensive staff, and everybody raves about what kind of technician he is, and clearly Teron Payne and Jonathan Allen and Matt Ioannidis, he's had talent to work with. I've heard Jim Tom Sewell is one of these guys that frustrated, looking to get out of the circus. If he comes to you and says it's and I don't think he would do this because Minuski hired him and they are friends, yeah. but maybe he would. If he comes to you and says, It's it's me or him, meaning the defensive coordinator, or I'm out, what do you do?
2: I take Jim Tom because okay. I'm going for the change. I'm okay. and 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 I go in against what I said earlier the change for the sake of change. Yeah. But
0: Tom um, Sewell is widely regarded as a very good coach.
2: If if you don't have any more options, if you're not going to bring in, you know, like Wade Phillips was right. brought in to, to the L.A. Rams when McVay got the job, if those options aren't out there, uh, you know, I'll give Tom Sewell and his little pep talks and everything a, a shot to, to try to turn things around, especially at risk of losing him. Yeah. Maybe get down to who would you rather lose, Greg Minuski or Jim Tom Tomsula? I'd rather lose Greg Minuski. I think most fans would
0: absolutely agree uh, with that, whether it's Minuski's fault or not, which we uh, discussed. The other side of the ball, but in the trenches as well. I've heard from a couple of different people that Bill Callahan is, again, very tired of the circus, very tired of the turmoil, a lot of injuries to his unit. He's kind of had to piecemeal things together. I think he's done a reasonably good job overall. I don't think he's some guru or some run game coordinator that just blows people off the line of scrimmage, like people try and paint him out to be, but he's widely respected. If they lose him, how big of a blow is that? I don't know,
2: because like you said, I think my opinion on Callahan, when he came in, that that was going to be the run game guru, the offensive line guru, the next Joe Bugle coming in here to fix everything. How much of the injuries a result of the, 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 the grind that they do for a couple of years. And look, you have to be physical. It's the NFL. It's football. I understand that. I, would you like, in a perfect world, to, to have him stay around? I think you can do a lot worse for assistant coaches, especially they've developed guys. Ty and Secchi and some of these mm-hmm. new guys have come in and, and, you know, performed admirably and, and are, are part of the team. Um, I would like, in a perfect world, to keep him. But if he wanted to move on, it wouldn't be the end of my football world. I think you could find... You know someone else to to fill the void, but those guys the, the assistance, I thought has been a strength of this team uh, for Jay Gruden having a guy like Tom Sulu who's been a head coach, Callahan, who's got kind of in the same spot, but it, you know the band's not working. I mean, you keep the band together again. I mean, the, the, they're you know, playing kind of a sour tune right now, so. It it wouldn't crush me if a guy like that wanted to leave. I wouldn't get on my hands and knees okay. and grab his ankles. That's and make more him than his, fair. Stay. You know, uh, w- out the door.
0: One last one last question. We'll go big picture because we can't cover every position. Is there any other coach that is either a must keep or you definitely think should not return for the purposes of making the team better in twenty nineteen? No, I think
2: I think all these guys are doing a good job. I, I like the you know the, what they've done in the secondary, and again, they're trying to develop players who. In some cases, never played defense before, let alone uh, defensive back. So in the end, Rooster, I think it's the head coach, and we talk a lot about the assistants, and it's great. Those are the guys that are doing the grind work. Those are the guys that are teaching technique and stuff like that. I don't see that on a day-to-day basis. That's up to the coach. Nothing in the assistant coaching ranks would crush me if someone left, or I'd say, personally sitting here right now, you got to keep that guy in house.
0: My guy, Earl Forcey, always good to have him here on the Locked on Redskins uh, podcast. He is a legendary voice in D.C. radio as well. You can hear him on Sirius XM doing PGA Tour coverage uh, as well. Countdown to kickoff overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter, at Earl Forcey. Happy New Year, pal. Yeah, Thanks happy for doing New Year to us. you.
2: Groundhog Day all over yeah, again, here 2019. Here we, here we go dilly. again.
0: The Circus back in town. We'll see you tomorrow on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Happy New Year. Adios.